This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to Warsaw Fan TV. The Joy and the Pain podcast is now live. Up to 53rd in the UK. So uh, that's the latest one. So I'm quite pleased with that. Quite surprising. And um, today we're talking to EFL Knowledge King, Gabriel Sutton. Hi, Simon. How are you? How are we doing? Enjoying the pain. Oh. Well, what we're going to talk about today, um, uh, Warsaw's squad, how, how we've constructed the squad or how Matt Sadler has constructed the squad. And um, where we think Warsaw will finish. Mm. Um, I've got some predictions for the league and you've got some predictions for the league. So we'll talk about what I think and then you can tell me how wrong I am. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to that. Um, Gabriel is, of course, the knowledge on uh, all of the EFL. Um, Championship, League One, League Two. He knows virtually every player, I think. <laughs> and uh, every time I mention a player to Gabriel... He knows all about the player, which is uh, is pretty good. So, uh, first of all, Warsaw's squad. We have we've suddenly worked hard to bring in a much more competitive squad. Uh, last season, uh, you will recall when DJ was in situ, Warsaw were eighth with a couple of games in hand. So we were close with DJ to the playoffs. And um, I think we've got a much better, uh, a much stronger squad now. So um, you've predicted 12th mm. after predicting 10th last year. But we know sure. it is a much tougher division. I think we'll, we'll talk about that precise positioning, uh, positioning a little bit later. First of all, let's just talk about the Warsaw squad. Sure. Um, in goal, Owen Evans and um, Jackson Smith. Has come in as um, the the number two, effectively the backup. So um, good they gave him two surnames. <laughs> well, this is very true. He's uh, he was with the Wolves that we shouldn't hold that against him since he's been eight. So he's had lots of development there. I'm sure Wolves give you the exact same antipathy back, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Probably fierce rivals. They absolutely hate Warsaw at Wolves. <laughs> and actually, actually, a lot of Wolves fans. Um, 
say Walsall are their second team. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's many of those. And then my best mate, Dazzling Dave, he's um he's a Wolves podcaster. He's uh always Wolves, Dazzling Dave, uh, does very well, and he's my mentor. So uh, despite our differences on club rivalries and all that, um, we're good buddies. So uh, Owen Evans, last mm. season, I think he did a good job. What's your thoughts? It's good, solid, 7 out of 10 goalkeeper. Um, hasn't always had things his own way at higher levels, but he's won promotion from League 2 before, well, won the title from League 2 before, I think, with... No, uh, got into the playoffs from League 2 before with Cheltenham in Cheltenham, 1920, and then I think he got one or two moves higher, maybe, and they maybe didn't go quite as he would have hoped. But, um, yeah, certainly a pretty good goalkeeper for uh, for this level. So I think you've got, you've got to be happy with him, haven't you? Yeah. I think the uh, the back three that we're likely to go with... Mm. There's, um, I think it's stronger. Um, Hayden White has moved on. Um, Donovan Daniels is still there. Manny Month, the uh, monster, has, uh, has gone. Hussey from uh, Stockport has come in to replace Manny Month on the left centre-half position. Um, he's gained on a bit and he's uh, lost a little bit of pace, but he's a very organised centre-half. And on the opposite side... The priest, as we're going to call him, because uh, priestly Farquharson is a bit of a mouthful. Um, is uh, Farquharson going to play on the right of a back three, do you reckon, then? Yes, he's going to play on the okay. right of a back three. And I think where perhaps some pace may be lacking, he will be covering a bit sort of Kyle Walker-esque, mm. perhaps. Um, but you're not so keen on uh, Farquharson, are you? No, that, you... you... You're misquoting me a little bit. I think he did. A, <laughs> I think he did an excellent job at Newport County last season, but it was that was in a more attritional side where the the remit was a little bit different. Um, I think at Warsaw, the way Matt Taylor likes to play, the way Ben Boycott has kind of outlined the vision for Warsaw, I think it's going to be different requirements. I think he's going to have to show a lot more on the ball. Um, if it's going to be Donovan Daniels in the middle of the back three rather than on the right, which is what I thought initially, I think. That's I think that's good because I like him as a as a defender at this yeah. level. Uh, but then Chris Hassey on the left of a back three, is he going to have the pace in those one on ones? That will be a slight concern whether he could be got at. So, um, couple of questions, uh, but I can see why you'd feel like it's a little bit improved from last season. The the hussy thing when he came in, it's like is he going to be another one of these like Stephen Ward? In the later part of his career, great knowledge and experience. But when his legs have gone, um, he sort of, he really sort of drops badly, really. Um, I, I also feel... More organised, I think. Yeah. I, the other thing I would say, Simon, is sometimes we can be guilty of um, overrating players that are veterans that have got a really good history in the game. Because once you hit around 34, 35 you have got that potential to drop off really quickly and be amazing one season and not so good the next. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of a, a concern that I've got. Now, maybe, you know, you're right and his experience uh, really comes to the fore and certainly I think he can bring a lot in terms of ball playing. But if I'm a, uh, a super quick athletic wide forward playing Warsaw, I wouldn't mind going up against Chris Hassey. So that's how I would feel about yeah. it. I think if, if things aren't working well in that respect, Harry Williams... Is um, a player we've brought in as cover for the centre halves, and he looked very good against Leamington, and also pretty good against the Villa as well. 
So he, he's not a bad guy to slip in there. Was and, that Villa when they played like a really strong side? Was he playing some good players at, for Villa then as well? Villa, Villa was probably uh, half or two thirds of their first team. Um, it was a good, uh, it was a good Villa side, and Warsaw right. matched them. Um, they won a, they got a, a Premier League type penalty um, to draw the game. So otherwise, Warsaw would have beat them. Interesting. So uh, that was an interesting one. Um, Giza has uh, jumped in on the chat. Williams is going to surprise a few. I hope he forces his way into the team. Well, I think depending on how Chris Hussey does, it could be that he'll come in there. But on the on that left-hand side, of course, we've got Liam Gordon as left wing-back. So he is some protection for him as well because uh, he's quite rapid. That's a, big, that's a good point. A uh, big season for Liam Gordon, isn't it? Well, Liam Gordon, at the start of last season, he had a, a foot injury and it was a, a near career-threatening foot injury. He was never, thought they were going to lose his foot or something at one point. Um, and when he came back into the team, it was a bit negative and um, scared of going forward a little bit, really. Um, he, he, in one of his games, he did come forward and sort of scored a screamer into the top corner. And we thought, hey, oh, this is what we want. But then after that, he seemed to be holding back. But I did have a chat with him. And um, really, we're sort of just encouraging him to sort of, you can do this. You're going to take players on. And it, I won't claim full benefit for that. But at the end of last season, I think Matt Sadler um, encouraged him to get forward and attack players more. And he, he did excellently well. Um, beat his man. Um, I'm not, I've actually got coverage on it. And I'm saying, come on, take your man on. And he actually put the man on, beat him. Got his ball across, and uh, Jamil Matt was there to sort of uh, mm. sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, so he's he's one I'm really looking forward to. Um, I think he's going to really sort of blossom this season. Um, just got a message here. I'm trying to keep on top of them. Uh, I don't think Hussey has got the pace for a wing back, maybe centre back, as he's been doing so far. Well, I think that's a comment from Warsaw lad. If Hussey is struggling for pace a little bit there. It could be that he goes to wing back and uh, uses some of his artistry. But equally, if he's playing centre half and we've got set pieces, he can come up and take that centre that uh, set pieces. So Matt Sadler has said that we're expecting a lot of assists and that sort of stuff from him. Well, well the good the good thing about uh, having Hussey as a left centre half, uh, we've spoken about some of the possible disadvantages, but I reckon you're not going to be marked as tightly. So there might be times where Warsaw have a bit of play in the final third, doesn't quite come to anything, but then they lay it back to Hussey. He's then yeah. going to be in space because no one's going to think to mark That's the outside. Fine, yeah left centre-back, so he might actually have the space to be able to ping in a delivery, and I think if you... Um, I, you remember watching Luke Lay a few seasons ago when he was the one, whenever you gave him a bit of space, he'd always be able to put a ball on a sixpence. Maybe it could be a similar thing with uh, with Hussey, so... Yeah, I think he's, he's got good quality there. Um, talking to my, uh, my Stockport contact, uh, they were quite disappointed that Hussey left. They, uh, they did comment that he had lost a bit of pace, but they still thought he was a very, very smart guy to have in the team. And um, he gave praise to Hussey as being the guy that had sorted out the Stockport defence and got the organisation for that. So that's uh, okay. That's good praise for a player. Normally you don't praise a player when he leaves, do you? So uh, that's uh, 
but Craig, um, the Stockport fan, he's he's a very honest guy and uh, says he knows the game pretty well too, so it's good. Mm. Um, <laughs> Walsall lads dropping in here. Tranmere were disappointed when Peter Clark left. <laughs> well, that is what you were saying just about how a player can drop off very quickly. I think mm. Peter Clark is that man, really. Um, on the right side, the right wing back, I thought we'd be carrying on with Joe Riley, but in pre-season it looks like uh, Tom Knowles is getting that one. Interesting. Um, and, and Joe Folks um, did well with Kidderminster for a couple of seasons. He's chomping at the bit as well. He's looked good when he's come on in pre-season. Do, do, do you know what, Simon? I watched um, a couple of Warsaw games at the best got last season, uh, and I saw uh, Knowles. Knowles played in both. First one he played, um, I think it was against Rochdale, and he played as a second striker. So, uh, the second one was against Mansfield, and he played right wing back because it was the game after Liam Bennett had been recalled. And I actually felt he had the better game against Mansfield when he had played as a right wing back because he's such um, he's such an effervescent runner. I feel like he is like he can run and it doesn't he can cover a lot of ground without looking like he's necessarily um really you know breaking sweat and just sort of yeah. charging in like an obvious way it's a very um curious way of running i guess but uh, no he looks like quite an um, an exciting player and would be a very attacking option as a as a right wing back yeah I, I agree with you there i think as a as a part of a front two i i don't think that's his best position Maybe as a front three, perhaps, but as wing back, particularly if Walsh he can influence the, the game more. I feel like Simon. Yeah, he gets more of the ball, and mm. uh, Walsh have been using the from the goal kicks the high ball to the right, and he's been uh, getting onto the end of that. And did he win headers then as well? Yeah, yeah, I was amazed really. I thought when I first saw the knocking the ball out to him, I thought, "Why are you knocking it to Knowles?" Before <laughs> five yeah, that, was, ten. that was um. <laughs> That was a, a ball for Connor Wilkinson, but he's been mm. winning them. He's a very competitive, very fit lad. And as you say, he likes to run with the ball at his feet. And on mm. wing back, you're getting plenty of opportunity to do that. And you've got space to run into. Yeah, so that's, a, that's a strong one. Um, moving into the uh, the middle, um, if Riley is not going to play right wing back, which I thought he did well, is he going to play in the middle? And uh, who's going to play in those two roles in the middle? You've got a lot of got... options there from memory, Simon, haven't you? We have. We've got Joe Riley. Um, that's his preferred position, centre midfield. Okay. Um, Brandon Comley did well and uh, performed a similar job to Liam Kinsella. With a bit See, I've never been. I, I've never been a huge Brandon Comley fan, but the reports from Warsaw fans seem to be that he did pretty well last season and had a good season. Um, I, I criticised him early season and um, I've been teased about how he's come good. Um, I don't think he's a world beater by any means, but I think he's a good, solid League Two player. Um, we've also got Jack Earing. He's not going to be available for <clears throat> a couple of months at least, I don't think. I like um, him, though. I think he's a he's a good technician as well, a very creative player. He's, he's a good box-to-box midfielder. He's got lots of lots of ability. <clears throat> Ryan Sturk, I think that's a player that you know a little bit more. Yeah. And, um, and then there's uh, O'Sheen McKenty. Yeah. Think... Well, do you know what? That's really interesting because O'Sheen McKenty seems like he's going to be converted from a centre half into a number eight, 
which is kind of surprising to me from the outside because it's not like you're short of options in midfield. So clearly uh, Matt Sadler's watched those Sheen McKenzie players a number eight in training and, and really likes something. Well, uh, last time we talked, um, if you recall, I said, I think McKenzie's going to stay midfield. And you were like, no, he's not. But I think in, in fairness, in fairness, I've probably seen more of him. Um, in those couple of games he played. And he looks very comfortable in midfield. I think in the past, Warsaw have lacked that physicality in the middle of the park. And McKenty does that. He's a very competitive player. He's comfortable on the ball. Um, he's, a real, he's a real strength there. And I was surprised against Leamington, he was playing in advance of Ryan Sturk. Now, I thought Ryan Sturk could be uh, playing further forward. But no, McKen- no, I think he's quite a deep-lying controller type, actually. Oh, yeah. 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 But Ryan, so he's more of a Kinsella replacement than uh, McKenzie. Possibly, would yeah. Possibly. But uh, of those two to play there, um, I think perhaps Royley and McKenzie might get the uh, the nod, but uh, equally maybe Sturk and McKenzie. But I think McKenzie is one that's... Uh, that's going to be in there, I think. Interesting. Yeah, no, well, that's that certainly gives you lots of depth, doesn't it? In terms of options, I'm not sure there's going to be many League Two teams that feel like they've got more players to, to turn to. Uh, I mean, I really like Jack Earring. Uh, I think he can put a, a lovely um, ball into the box. Uh, he impressed me in the 21-22 season, what it is for our season. So, uh, hopefully, he can come back into the equation. But it feels like he's going to be, he's going to have to, earn his place again if um because uh, because the the volume of the competition really because you've got brandon comley and and ryan sterk i guess competing for that deeper role yeah mckenty is possibly the number eight you've got riley in there who i think will bring um a lot of energy i think with um with joe riley he's one of these system players that you could bring in and he's very versatile very flexible but you need to put him into a team that's already got a lot of quality in it. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily going to be your game changer or the one that you look to to really transform things, but he can go in and, and sort of make a system work, I guess. Yeah, OK. Um, we've also got the uh, the camera. So uh, if if we if we're continuing with the three, five, two or the three, four, one, two, in that cam role, Isaac Hutchinson, the Hutch. Of course, yeah. Um, he he's sort of made that role his own sort of thing. But he's got some competition. Ronan Mayer, um, still only 18. Mm. Um, but he's shown some promise. He's shown some promise. But now, yeah. of course, uh, Russ Tierney. Russ Tierney. You, you know much about him from Motherwell? No, I wasn't able to get much intel on him. Uh, were you able to find anything? Well, uh, he, well, been playing for been playing for Motherwell in the Scottish Premier League. He's uh, scored a couple of goals: one against Celtic, one against Rangers. Mm. So, um, he's, but the information on him is he's very good at picking a pass and uh, dropping in strikers, which is what I was concerned with. Uh, with Hutch, Hutch is not a bad player in there as Cam. He's a good player that's improving, but being able to that final pass to put your strikers in. He did it to beautiful effect to drop Douglas James Taylor in um, against Carlisle in the FA Cup, and but he hasn't slipped players in as well as that um, really much at all. But seven assists for the season and seven goals last season, 
mm. um, is a good return. But this Rush Tierney, maybe uh, he can unpick some of the defences that are trying to hold on, perhaps. Um, yeah, so maybe. Um, I, I do have a lot of faith in Isaac Hutchinson. Um, I think that uh, I felt like that was another level for him to go at. Um, and hopefully he can he can find that this season. I think he brings a lot of energy into that uh, that number 10 position. Um, so I'd, I'd be inclined to back him to go out that extra gear this season, especially in a more, um, in a more progressive system, I guess, Simon, as yeah. well, because Michael Flynn tended to go, you know, uh, long straight away, whereas yeah. under Matt Sadler, it's going to be more of a gradually building up the play through the thirds. And I yeah. think from there, you're probably going to see Isaac Hutchinson get more opportunities to show that creative element and slipping balls through, which maybe yeah. he didn't get so much um, last season. So I'm I'm sticking with Hutchinson. I think he's going to have a big season. Yeah, I think I think that's correct. Really, we are from the couple of games we've seen. We are playing much better passing football than uh, we had under Mike Flynn. Um, mm. And then I, th I think what, what you see from that, Simon, is it takes the pressure off some of the three balls because it feels like if, um, you know, if you don't get that one right, you can you can, you might get another one and then another one and then yeah. one of them will come through. Whereas I think under Michael Flynn, when you play a three ball, you've got to make it work because when you get the ball back, there's much time on it. So there's more of a pressure to it, I guess. So, um, yeah, hopefully that'll be a bit different. Yeah, Wolves are looking to play a, a much higher press than they were previously. Um, and because of that, the effort required, that's going to give opportunities for, say, Ram, and, uh, and Tierney, mm. if Hutch is in sure. there. And again, I mean, Ryan... I'm excited to see what Ram can do. I think we could could be in for a big season for him because I think it was difficult for him for one reason or another last season. But hopefully Sadler is more likely to be someone that can bring the best out of him as well. Well, it's I think with with Ram, he's working very hard. Um, it's one of those. I think it's that first goal for him. I think he's had a few opportunities and uh, it's just not quite happened for him. And sometimes you just need to get a run in the team and settle down, get your first goal, and then he'll sort of uh, he'll be on it sort of thing. Can, can I ask you a question, though, Simon? Do, do you think that with the volume of midfielders we've talked about, I feel like we've got to about nine <laughs> Yeah. with these uh, with this conversation in terms of sixes, eights and tens. Yeah. Is there a possibility that one or two get offloaded? Um, well, what I was going to get to, because of the high-press style, and uh, the option of having five subs, um, you've got you've got the op option to change, haven't you? So I think um, McKenty and Riley and Sturk will all have a part in the game. And equally, I don't think Hutch will play the whole game. I think he might play sort of 70 minutes and then Ram or Tierney might come on. Mm -hmm. So I think in the midfield, where it's going to be very frenetic and very uh, very high press, having the option to change it which i think that's one thing that mike flynn didn't do well last season but his squad wasn't as deep with the injuries we were dealing with mm. uh, the smartness and when to change it when to make changes to the team that's perhaps where we'll benefit more i think possibly i am um, just looking at that i'm going to cover off some of the uh the comments uh just before we look at strikers Chris Welch. Chris Welch is a, a Carlisle fan um, and he's glad he doesn't have to predict where Carl will, Carlisle will finish in League Two this season. 
Um, that's an interest. Just as an aside, where have you got Carlisle to finish in League One? Twentieth. I'm just staying up. Twentieth. Oh, okay. Because they, uh, Christian Dennis, moving on to Tranmere, their main goal getter, or one of their mm. main goal getters, uh, has disappeared. So, um, going to be interesting to season for Warsaw. It's either same old mid table, or they'll actually progress. That's what Chris is saying. Uh, Warsaw lad is uh, on the defensive. I don't think we'll get relegated. <laughs> so, uh, right then. So uh, we move on to the strikers. First choice front two. Um, Danny Johnson is obviously the first name on the team sheet. But who's going to pair with him up front? Is it going to be Jamil Matt, who hasn't been over impressive so far for Warsaw, or Freddie Draper? The young uh, hotshot. Well, uh, if, I think I think with the style of football that you want to play, Simon, and uh, possibly the pressing game that you've spoken about, is there a possibility that you'd want to go for the you know, fresh exuberance of Freddie Draper over another you know veteran target man like Jamil Matt? Um, yeah. I'd be inclined to think if if Jamil Matt stays, maybe bring him off the bench for the last. Twenty minutes or so, if you need a bit of a, a bit of a plan B. Um, but you've my got... exactly there. Hmm. I, I be... exactly where I think Jamil Matt will be sort of to help solidify a victory, perhaps, um, hmm. or something different as the game's sort of reaching its conclusion. But you've got uh, Douglas James Taylor back as well, haven't you? Douglas James Taylor, yeah. That's I'm really glad he's he's come back. He's one of those players that. Missed a lot of opportunities last season, but as we've seen previously, um, getting into the position for a young player, the knowledge and the, the nous to get in the right position is the first thing, and then being able to finish. So, if he can start finishing all of those chances, he's uh, scored three in pre season already. Um, he could be the guy last 20 minutes when DJ's tiring a little bit, so mm. he'll be one of those changes, I think. I'd expect regular changes for Warsaw with about 20 minutes left um, where DJ perhaps will come off and uh, Douglas James Taylor will come on. Maybe two or three of the uh, midfielders might change and uh, maybe two of the strikers might change as well. But, uh, mm. Whether whether that can work without upsetting things, it depends uh, <laughs> Depends how it's done, I suppose. Um, sure. And then we've also got Aramidi Auti. Um who I think prefers to play on the left side of a front three, but he really started to get things together. Because I think I wasn't impressed with him when he was at Warsaw four years ago, but for Crawley, he really started to get things together and uh, looks a dangerous addition. So yeah. we may even go for a three at the front, perhaps. Well, but then who misses out in midfield if you're playing with a back three? Well, You've then got, you want to have three uh, midfields basically, but no, uh, surely otherwise, why would you have seven, eight, nine midfielders in the mix? <laughs> the thing is, as a Warsaw fan, to have this many options and and to be honest, good options is um, it's a change. And I've put that team together, but really, I don't know, I can't, I don't really know who's going to be playing where. Um, yeah. any of the midfield and attack, there's lots of different formation lots of different options uh, particularly in midfield so um all to fight for i think which is a change a nice change sure I, I 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I would I would agree with you that there's a, a hell of a lot of depth in the Warsaw squad, but I also feel like it, have you got necessarily a, t- a killer first 11? Would you trade uh, some of that depth for, you know, for maybe a slightly different option in certain positions? Um, possibly, possibly. I think, Defensively, I think we're fairly comfortable on that, to pick that. If Knowles is going to carry on as right back, right wing back, I think that's set. It's just that was middle two. I think McKenzie Sturk may work very well, mm. um, and then Hutch. So I think that's that's pretty set. I think okay. DJ and Draper is the my what I would say is the preferred front two at the moment. Mm. How's um, Draper looked in pre-season? Um, I've only seen a little bit of him. He's only sort of he only played in the one game. Um, I think he's likely to be playing against Solial Moors on Saturday, and I'm there. Okay. So uh, after I've seen him there, um, Lee saw him um, in one of the games I mi- missed and uh, told me how fast his feet were. Oh right, so, uh, fast feet is always uh, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Adam Eliotti again is. He's got to be chomping at the bit to get in the team. Mm. Um, the other striker we haven't mentioned is uh, Marv. He's an 18-year-old uh, development player, marvellous out of Berra Canlan. Okay. Um, I think he's one that will probably be out on loan somewhere. Oh, he's I got it. Yeah, there's five strikers there, Simon. You're I don't not, think, you're not I don't think he's going to get a sniff there. I National think. League North, do you reckon he's at that sort of stage? Well, he played for Worcester City last season. So, I think uh, National League, um, uh, step two or level nine, they're at level nine, okay. Level nine, so, so if, level as, uh, Shay Willock. so it might um, be the step three non league next season for him, then, yeah. So, like the north or the south rather than the actual uh, premier, it depends yeah. where he can get there. He might even end up at Drogheda, <laughs> which, uh, Drogheda United is a Irish club that uh, the Traveller group are looking to buy. So uh, it's a bit of a connection. So uh, mm. maybe he'll end up going to Drogheda, perhaps. But they're in the top top tier of Ireland, aren't they? I mean, that's a bit yeah. of a step up from um, sort of step five of non-league football, what, I guess. So. I was, yeah, maybe that's uh, a step mm. too far for him. We'll see. But uh, we, we've definitely got more options. We've definitely got more options. Um, just checking on the messages for a second. Um, I believe we should get rid of Jamil Matt anyway. He's not good enough. Says Fizzleface. Um, I think that's a little bit unfair. I think, but 
I, I think it, I think it's more a question, that. Simon, if you don't mind me jumping in on on uh, in terms of style, because I think that I think Jamil Matt is good enough for a certain style if you want to play uh, a very crossing heavy approach or go direct. But it doesn't sound like that's what Warsaw want to do. And if you want yeah. to go with the sort of young and hungry forward types, you've already brought in Ote. Um, maybe there's uh, there's a place that uh, plays a bit more of a direct style of football that Jamil Matt's yeah. actually going to suit a bit better. So it could be that it's, it ends up being best for all parties if you get a few quid for Jamil Matt and he goes yeah. somewhere where he can be built around more. Yeah, Giza's sort of saying similar thing there. I think we need to try and offload Matt. We all thought he'd hold up play a bit like Matt Smith does, but uh, it just hasn't worked. Free up a high earner and pick, uh, pick up an under under better player <laughs> i'd keep him until his contract ends says Warsaw lad i think we'll i think up to january we'll see how he does when he's coming off the bench um because it could be that if a team's defending well against us we need um to change it and get the crosses in perhaps Sure. And the, the other thing is, um, he's the other striker that you could say is League Two proven. Whereas if you go through the other options that you've got, Freddie Draper, uh, Douglas Taylor, uh, yeah. Aramide Ote, you wouldn't say any of them are necessarily League Two proven, whereas Jamil Matt does have that history yeah. behind him. So that would be the, the sort of trade-off, I guess. That's it. I think if, if we're struggling to break teams down, then perhaps um, Jamil Matt may come good there. Um, and the likes of Hussey getting crosses in and that sort of stuff. Um, mm. He would love that. And, of course, Liam Gordon that we mentioned, if he's getting more crosses in, maybe that'll do the job as well. Sure. Interesting. Right then, so um, one of the questions is where where does Gabriel think we've finished? He's obviously not read your, uh, your <laughs> stuff. Um, I had a good read of it yesterday. Um and it does scare me a bit, really. You're very complimentary about quite a few teams. So... It's, it's really strong. It's the strongest league two I've seen for ages. There's teams that I would happily put in the playoffs that I end up putting 16th. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's it, it shows just how competitive it's going to be this season. I've never, I've never really seen anything like it. I, I just wish Walsall had, had this squad at the start of last season. And um, that's that's the one. Matt doesn't win enough headers. Is a comment. Um, and uh, channel seventy-two, Gabriel Sutton, you lovely man. <laughs> Thank you for putting the imps in the playoffs. I'll chuck you that fiver later. <laughs> That's right, then. right then. So we now move on to um, what I've got on here. Let's have a look at. Um, we've got some very good teams. Uh, in League Two, um, let me just—I uh, want to talk about some of the the big additions. Um, Jamie Proctor replacing Josh Gordon. What's your thoughts on that? I well, I think um, Barrow uh, are actually going to have a bit more of a physical presence up top this season because uh, there's there's Jamie Proctor coming in, but they've also signed um, Emil Aqua from uh, from the National League. Um, so Josh Gordon scored a lot of goals and was very good getting in behind for them last season, but he didn't win too many headers for them, whereas I think they're going to have yeah. more of a physical presence up top Barrow this season. So that's why, I've, if you want to read my Wads 24s, I've gone very big on Barrow for, for reasons that have outlined that. Yeah, I think that, that's where we're going to be different on our opinions. I, I think Barrow are probably weaker 
for mm. next season. But um, I'd say we'll get on to we'll get on to that in a second. Um, Clyde Lolos, do you know anything about him? He scored uh, sixteen goals for Oxford City, not Oxford United. How was he? <laughs> 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 Thank you. Let's <laughs> move on from that. I think Crawley are going to struggle. Um, John Caster, Joe Ironside from Cambridge. Um, that's a good addition, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's going to give them an experienced, um, experience, sorry, experience option up top. Um, definitely a bit of, uh, yeah, a bit of an industrious centre forward, something they missed last season. So, um, yeah, I think Doncaster will improve a lot. They finished 18th last season. I think they'll, they'll push on, certainly. Yeah, it's not to count to. We're not going to talk about them. They're going to win the league. Um, <laughs> Sutton, Harry Smith, um, I think he's a, he's a good addition there, don't you think, for Sutton? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be as technical as Omar Bajil, but I do think that he's going to be an absolute monster in the air. And by the way, Sutton have signed a six foot five target man in Harry Smith, and they've also signed a six foot six centre back in Omar Suwami. So from Ryan Jackson's long throws, they've just signed him from Chatham Town. I think they're going to have a lot of aerial presence uh, in the box. So uh, so that could be one to watch out for. Okay, good one. Uh, Tramia, Christian Dennis, obviously did well for Carlisle last season. Connor Jennings and Luke Norris, they're getting on a bit, but uh, experienced strikers. Yeah, I think if they can get the right deliveries uh, and service into them, I think they're both capable of uh, of scoring goals. Luke Norris is obviously a very um, aggressive centre forward, and uh, Dennis as well is a very nippy striker. He can, very intelligent and can uh, sort of peel off into the back post. So um, two two uh, to, to to watch there. And uh, obviously, we mentioned already Danny Johnson and Freddie Draper. So uh, that's uh, interesting additions for Warsaw. Uh, Freddie Draper uh, from Lincoln. Uh, he was on loan last year. Um, the name of the club escapes me in the National League. Bromley, I think it was, or something like that. And uh, 1821 did very well. Um, I probably got that completely wrong. So no doubt in the comments, I'll get my corrections. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure how you did this, but I sort of broke the league down and thought who would be in the top seven the middle nine and the bottom eight. So um, for the top three, I've got Stockport, Notts County, Wrexham. And then really sort of the next four, uh, Gillingham, Warsaw, MK Dons, Bradford, plus Doncaster, Tranmere, Mansfield and Salford. I think any of those eight really um, could make playoffs. But um, some yeah. I've got there, some I've got there that... Um, also runs for the division. That's where we've got a difference of opinion. Um, Sutton, Grimsby, Swindon, Barrow and Wimbledon. Yeah, I think you're massively underestimating Grimsby and Barrow, personally. Yeah. We can't all be in the top seven. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, safe, but not exciting anything. Um, Accrington, Colchester, Crew, Forest Green and Newport. I think the big disagreement here, I think you've got Colchester quite high, haven't you? Yeah, I've got them 10th. Uh, I really like, um, excuse me, Ben Garner, um, who's their head coach. And I think for me, um, the reason I would have Colchester ahead of Warsaw is because Ben Garner's... Uh, 
comes with higher coaching pedigree because he's worked at Premier League clubs. He's done a good job before at Swindon Town. He's got great contacts in the loan market, whereas Matt Sadler, kind of Warsaw Academy manager, doesn't quite have the same sort of uh, ring to it. So yeah. um, that's why I'm putting a bit more faith in uh, in Ben Garner. I think they're going to progress a, a few places. Yeah, I've just had a, just had a comment come through. Freddie was at Drogheda, that Freddie Draper. So it was 18-21 for, for Drogheda in the Irish Premier League. So that's uh, that's reasonable return, or a very good return, I think. Um, struggling Harrogate, Crawley and Morecambe. I think Crawley and Morecambe, definitely struggling. I think you've got Newport very low as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've got them going down. Oh, dear. This doesn't sound very good. So, uh, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my predictions there. Interesting. Warsaw fifth, uh, Gillingham, Wrexham, Notts County and Stockport above us. And then uh, MK Dons and Bradford. You've dropped Bradford a bit on your predictions, haven't you? Where yeah, you 14th. I think that um, uh, I think they were very unconvincing last season. I'm expecting a big drop off. And I think that they're going to struggle under the weight of expectation as well. So um, I don't think they can rely on individuals this season in the same way they did last year. I think... Andy Cook, obviously, has been doing very well. And is he going to score twenty eight goals again, there, Simon? Can you rely on one player? I think, player I think to... on your on your comments on your uh, your predictions, I think you you've got that comment, haven't you? Um, Andy Cook, maybe not, because he's getting on a bit. Andy Cook, yeah. everybody knows what he's like now. Uh, they have done for a couple of years. Mark Hughes, um, how long will he last if they're uh, in the bottom half? We'll see. I mean, I could be completely wrong about this and Bradford end up being brilliant, but I'm just not not convinced by them. Um, Doncaster and Tranmere, I think, are going to be close. I've got their eighth and ninth with Mansfield down to tenth. Mansfield, I think, are weakening, aren't they? Sure. Yeah, I, th- I think um, uh, they, they kind of relied on quite an experienced core last season. And I'd be a little bit worried about some of that core dropping off slightly. So that's why yeah. I think Mansfield might fall back a bit in a, in a stronger league. And and, and Salford, Salford uh, the, the big money spenders have sort of calmed down a bit, haven't they? Yeah, I think they're going to, going for a bit more of a progressive um, approach. They've got Neil Wood, who's a good coach. The, the big thing for me with Salford is they've been able to keep hold of Elliot Watt, who's probably the best midfielder in the league. So I think that's the massive thing that they've got in their favour. Yeah. Uh, Sutton, yeah, I've got Sutton mid-table in 12th. I think you'd got them uh, significantly worse, haven't you? Mm. Um, and then Grimsby, you say Grimsby and Barrow. I've got Grimsby 13th and Barrow 15th. Yeah, and uh, Colchester seventeenth. You're thinking they're going to be right up there, aren't you? Yeah, I think I think they'll do a lot better than than you've suggested. I think Grimsby are very much a rejuvenated club. I think they've got a stronger squad than they had last year. Um, Camel Conte in midfield, I think, is a great addition. I think he's going to really star in League Two this season. Um, they've added more mobility up top. Danny Rose, I think, is an amazing signing. Um, yeah. Very much fancy Grimsby to go well. And Barrow, it's really putting a lot of faith in Pete Wilde. I think he's he's the best manager in the league. Um, he's he's achieved incredible results against the odds before. He's got Halifax Town on a bottom-end budget in the National League to two top-seven finishes in three seasons, which was incredible. Under yeah. him last season, Barrow rose 12, 13 places. Um, and I think that having strengthened their squad again... I think they could be really, um, really, uh, really want to watch. 
Okay. Um, Swindon, uh, I've got them 14th. On reflection, I think they're going to do well to get 14th, I think. You've got them lower, haven't you? I think Swindon. Yeah, I think I think it's a tough time for uh, for Swindon Town. Definitely, um, I'm not sure they've strengthened their squad enough uh, over the course of the summer. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit a little bit concerned about Swindon. Yeah, I think financially they've got some problems. What I want to mention about Swindon and uh, and Michael Flynn, of course, I think this is incredibly strange. Um, Liam Kinsella, who was uh, with Warsaw for 12 months with Mike Flynn at the helm. He's got him as a trialist. Like, if you've worked with a player for 12 months, the previous 12 months, why would you possibly need to trial him? You either want him or you don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm a little bit sort of... I think it's one thing with younger players, but I'm a little bit sceptical about that with when it comes to older players. Yeah, it's like... It's like they haven't got the money to say they want him. And uh, Kinsella's on fairly low wages at Warsaw. Um, so I don't think he's going to cost the earth for Swindon. And I think sure. they, prob they probably need him if they want to try and stay up, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Harrogate and Morecambe. I think I'll probably switch that if I look, redid it that now. I think Crawley, perhaps. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about Crawley. They've signed a lot of players from the sort of lower end of non-league and I'm not sure they're going to step up. They've been selling a lot of their, their better players as well. So I think Crawley are in for struggle after last season's dice with a drop. Uh, well, and I think Harrogate are much more of a stable club. They've got Simon Weaver as manager, so yeah. I can't see them going down myself. I think it'll be Newport and Crawley. Yeah, and I've got Morecambe bottom of the tree. When I spoke to the Morecambe guys, they were sort of... Um, struggling to get a team together, I think. Yeah. And they have cancelled some pre-season games because they haven't got a team. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'd be a little bit worried about Malcolm as well. Um, I think I think them and Accrington Stanley could uh, could be the ones to struggle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Crawley. Ashley Nadison's gone as well. So, OT, Ashley Nadison. Is Dom Telford still there? Uh, I think he is at the moment, yeah. He'll probably be scraping and uh, scratching, trying to get out, won't he? <laughs> you sound like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think if if I was in that kind of sinking ship, bear in mind how many goals he scored the season before with Newport. Um, mm. it it didn't go too well for him at Crawley, and uh, there's lots going on there, and not in a good way. I think. Um, just catching up on a couple of comments from uh, Chris Welch. Um, Barrow, Grimsby, Colchester, my ones to watch. Um. A few people are upset with your predictions, particularly Bradford, <laughs> uh, Gabriel. <laughs> well, it, oh it's up goodness. to them to prove you wrong, isn't it? It's up to them to prove you wrong. Um, Bradford, Mansfield, Salted, Kings of Failure in League Two. Hmm. Um, Barrow were unlucky last season not to make playoffs. Um, squad depth, perhaps, might be the issue. Hmm. Mike Flynn, League Two, Bridesmaid. <laughs> Harrogate and Sutton will stay up comfortably. Um, Armstrong is massive for Harrogate. Yeah, he'll help keep it there. So now we move on, Gabriel, to your prediction of Warsaw in 12th. Are you still standing by that, given uh, the squad depth that Warsaw have got? Or are you thinking? I am, yeah. I think it's good squad depth. I'm not sure it's a top seven first 11, which would be my concern. I think that the league's going to be weaker in a year or two than it is now. So for me, I think it's back for Warsaw, a case of making enough progress so that when the league does level out, 
you're in a position to work to pants. So I think it's a case of making some progress this season, but I don't think you're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think um, I'm very confident um, in Warsaw because of the extra players that we've brought in. But mm. as, as we've seen with your report, the, um, there are some very good teams going very well. Uh, Barrow, I think, I think your Barrow prediction perhaps is playing on uh, Wild um, and mm. expecting. Yeah, I, I rate him incredibly highly. I think he's one of the best managers in the EFL, and I think he'll be very in demand next summer. I think this is the last year where how good he is maybe goes under the radar a little bit. Yeah, and uh, Gillingham, we're liking Gillingham. I think we both got those playing uh, a really good second half of the season. Yeah, I think Gillingham uh, with their um, with their investment that's uh, that's going, um, I think they'll expect to improve after the Gallantons take over in January. Uh, made some good additions, so yeah, I think they'll be in the mix for sure. Excellent. Um, I will put uh, a link to Gabriel's uh, full report in the uh, description, so uh, for anybody who wants to have a look at that. Um, Bradford, let's let's just uh, revise this uh, Bradford thing that we mentioned. <laughs> yeah, this I've got be, a few comments. <laughs> this will be widening up all the Bradford fans, won't it? Um, oh, 20 years. Oh, mm. yeah. That's a long time, isn't it? League Two Giants. Mark Hughes, he must be under pressure. I think when, when Mark Hughes came in, everybody thought, oh, Premier League uh, manager. You'll get them up in no time. Yeah, but I, I think it's similar with uh, it's what to what we've said about players, though, Simon, where sometimes we can be guilty of overrating players that have got a good history. Um, and actually, the, the, the magic is actually in spotting the managers that are kind of up and coming. Uh, and I'm not sure Mark Hughes is necessarily um, at the peak of his powers. So I'm a little bit worried about Bradford maybe dropping off a bit. And I think there's going to be a team like Barrow that can really shoot through. Yeah. I think with the with Matt Sadler for Warsaw, I think he's an unknown quantity in some respects. Mm. Similar to uh, Dean Smith, when Dean Smith took over as Warsaw manager, I think few expected him to do well. Yeah, no, that's certainly true. Um, I think um, you do get the odd exception, but I think that you're kind of making these predictions based on what you know at the, the time. And yeah. I think it would be difficult for me to go massively over the top on Matt Sadler when I don't necessarily know how good a coach he is. So I think that's still to be proven. He might be amazing. Listen, I'm, yeah, who knows? But um, I just feel like there's other managers who have got more of a body of work behind them, like yeah. the achievements that I've spoken about, Pete Wilde, or the coaching pedigree of mm. like of Ben Garner. Um, how yeah. about uh, how about Gary Waddock? He's the uh, he's Matt Sadler's assistant. That's um, true. He's, he's got a vast amount of experience. He should be valuable. To no, that's a great point because I think when uh, when Gary Waddock was at Cambridge, he yeah he was really crucial to Mark Bonner achieving what he did with them because yeah. he had that sort of experience head next to him. So I think I think you're right to make that point for sure. Yeah, it's uh, but it's going to be an exciting one. Um, mm. Warsaw had a very, we've had a very good pre-season so far. Um, looks like we're going to be scoring a lot more goals than last season uh, with the likes of uh, Freddie Draper and Danny Johnson. And uh, Adam Ediauti, I think he's uh, going to be up in his count. And uh, Douglas James Taylor as well. 
I think the, the comments that people have made that Jamil Matt may be on borrowed time is um, is it perhaps valid? But they've given him the number nine shirt, so there's uh, there's no no indication at the moment that he's likely to be going. And hmm. um, the final thing um, I want to cover off: Warsaw have given out squad numbers. I did a video on this yesterday. Um, number two is missing from the squad numbers, and there is rumours that Liam Bennett could be coming back to Warsaw. Oh no, Simon! I expected better of you. <laughs> There's no way Liam Bennett's going to come back to Warsaw. He could be one of the best wingbacks in League One this season. Why on earth would he go back to League Two? I know, but I people have been saying this to me that he's he's been linked with Warsaw, we're in talks with him, and I've I've responded exactly the same as you. This guy is going great guns. He's under contract at Cambridge with an op for this for the whole of this season plus an option on another year. Why would he leave League One to go to League Two? Um, I have trouble fathoming it myself, but the rumour mill is uh, deeper and deeper. Um, so there's definitely some conversations going on, but I mean, it's still... It's <laughs> Hi, Liam, do you want to come back to Warsaw? No, I'm happy at Cambridge, thanks. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's probably the conversation that's going on. Well, I think he um, he's enjoyed himself. He's enjoyed himself at uh, Warsaw. Sure. Um, it was a bit of a breakthrough for him. Yeah, I'm so sure he... David Beckham enjoyed himself at Preston North End when he went on loan there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so from your point of view, that was that is not happening. <laughs> you can't see that happening. I'm no, not used to recommend it really. Um, I think Warsaw are probably done with their deals, um, but you never know. You never know. But. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be uh, the passion and uh, the joy and the pain. But uh, more joy for Warsaw next season. I think compared to last season and the previous seasons, definitely more joy, I think. Let's but, hope uh, so. That's been good, Gabriel. Um, so when Liam Bennett signs, we'll get back on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as Let's always, thank you. As always, thank you for coming on. As I say, I'll leave uh, I'll leave it in the description for Gabrielle's uh, summaries. Um, first class analysis from Gabrielle, of course. Just... And you have calmed me down. I was confident also we're going to finish top seven. Um, and after talking I've, to I've you, not feeling a bit more I've you a peg. Yeah, I'm feeling I've been uh, deflated a little bit. But, um... <laughs> well, I'm glad it's had the intended effect. <laughs> We've, uh, the thing is, I think I can see Warsaw upsetting people. I think every time Warsaw have got promoted, they've been tipped for a poor season. So um, you never know. You never, never know. know. Right then, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, Warsaw Fan TV and Gabriel Sutton signing off. The joy and the pain. <laughs> ah, excellent. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, dear. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.